these are the seven key areas you need to master in order to have a successful business. has been educating and inspiring individuals, entrepreneurs, and leaders for decades. He's helped millions of people to move past the mental barriers that were holding them back from stepping to their power to become a better version of themselves and live a kick-ass life. I know this firsthand as I'm Jenny, Dan's wife. And here's your host, Dan Law. Do you know the seven key areas you need to master in order to have a successful business? If you don't have a predictable way of attracting clients, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. Discover the seven things you need to focus to grow your business and generate consistent revenue. Now, here's your host, Dan Locke. These are the seven key areas you need to master in order to have a successful business. The very first step is what I call attraction. What is it called? Attraction. It means attracting clients, attracting customers. What do you do? Now notice, I didn't say chase customers. I didn't say cold call customers, right? Yes, Nathan? Build the sales Yeah, uh, some kind of a system, a marketing system that attracts ideal, your ideal clients. Attraction. And if as a business, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, I always say if you don't have a predictable, consistent way of attracting clients, you don't have a business, you have an expensive hobby. If you don't have a way that you can buy customers, you know exactly your acquisition cost per customer. You don't have a way to do that, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. Because you're relying on hope. You're relying on the phone, hopefully it might ring. And it might ring to this month, it might ring six months from now. That's not a business, that's not how I grew a business. So attraction. Second thing is retention. So it's good to get those customers, but what's the point of getting those customers if you can't keep them? Does that make sense? So keeping those customers, retaining those customers. Client retention, second step. Third step is client optimization, meaning you're maximizing and optimizing the value of each customer that comes in through your door. So example. A customer comes in, typically they spend $1,000 with you a year, let's say. And if you can optimize the value, and instead of spending $1,000 and spending $1,500 with you, you're optimizing the value of the client. There are only three ways to grow a business. How many ways? Three. three. Increase, the number of increase the number of customers that you get, increase the frequency of each purchase, increase the transaction size. That's it. There are only three ways. It's not that complex. Increase the number of clients, increase the frequency, increase the transaction size. So if they increase the frequency, if they visit, they buy from you two times a year, can you do that? Can they do three times a year? Can they do four times a year? If they're spending a thousand, can they spend fifteen hundred? Can they spend two thousand? And then it's systemization. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I mean, I've always talked about attraction, retention, optimization, but today we're going to focus on systemization. Now notice, I didn't put systemization as the first step. It's the fourth step. Why is that? Why is that? Nathan? You need something to systemize. And the last thing you want is to systemize stuff that doesn't work. 
that could you have a system that it actually doesn't work? Yeah, we could. We could. You're doing this, I don't know, let's just systemize it. Well, what system is designed to do is to design and create a predictable result. So if you have a lousy result, you systemize it, what are you going to get? Yeah, you can get lousy results predictably. That's not what you want. So systemization. And then once you systemize it, then you can delegate it. That's when you're building a team. Getting out of that technician role and say, you know, I'm going to build a team. Now the challenge is, if you try to delegate without system, what's going to happen? Chaos. You lose a lot of money, yes. What's going to happen? Inconsistent. And that's why entrepreneurs sometimes complain, how come they don't care like I do? How come they don't do things my way? How come they can't think like me? Well, here's the thing, if they think like you, they won't be working for you. Like, let's face it. So that doesn't work. But if you don't have a system for them to follow and you hire someone, you're depending on their personality to perform. And let me say this, people are very hard to manage. How many agree with that? People are, it's a bitch to try to manage them. So don't manage them, manage your system and have your people run the system. Have them run the system. That's why I challenge you, go to McDonald's and say, hey, you know what? Where's your owner? She ain't here. What do you mean? She is not here. You mean she's not flipping the burgers? No. She's not at the cash register? No. She's not mopping the floor? No. Where is she? I don't know. Why does a McDonald's franchise cost a million bucks? Does the burger taste so good? How many like McDonald's? Good. Couple of people. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? Now I do like the, the chicken, the fries. The fries are good. I love those. But I mean, come on, man. The burgers. How, okay. How many of you can think of a place that can make a better hamburger than McDonald's? Yes. Now, how many of them make more money than McDonald's? So it's not because the product is so superior, but they do have a superior system. They can take college kids. They can take high school kids. And they have high school kids, retired citizens, Bill Boomers running a multi-million dollar operation. Because they've systemized it to that degree. And that's why it's a money machine. That's why it costs that much money. Most other franchises, you're buying a fucking job. As a, as a, as a franchise, someone, a buyer, I want to buy a money machine. I don't want to buy a job. I don't want to be working in there. I have a friend of mine who runs, I won't name name, but it's another sandwich franchise. Another sandwich franchise. Uh, more like a healthy type stuff. And, 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 and struggling. He's in there working five, six days a week. Long hours and doing cooking this stuff. And, doing, and he couldn't get out. And he said, I said, ask him, why do you buy the franchise? Oh, because it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, show me your financials. And I look at the financials. He wants my feedback. I said, you're making less than minimum wage. You're making less than minimum wage, you're working way longer hours, you put in all this investment, you just bought yourself a job. And that's a challenge. Most businesses owners, they don't have a business, they have a job. They have a job. You could say, well, I have control, I have this, I have that. Well, you have a job. It's not a business. 
It's not business. So the first step, we have to look at that, and, and let's look at it as it is, and say, you know what, how can we solve this? And then the next step is automation. Once you delegate it, now you can automate it. That means having technology, using tools to automate your process. Automate your process. And once you have that, then you can expand. You can open up a second location. You can hire more people. You can do so many duplicated. You can do so many things you can. Or in, let's say in internet marketing business, once I figure out how I can generate quality leads, once I know how to convert those leads, once I optimize the value of my client, once I systemize this of a funnel that works, then I can delegate to my team so they can scale my business and automate using technology. No different when running out of business. It's the same. You follow this. Let me show you, actually, you know what, if I can, let me show you a clip I was in, give it a little bit of context. I was in Japan for about three weeks, I was away, basically for five weeks, and I just came back uh, just beginning of November. And this is a little video, it's a three minute video, just for fun, can I show, can we, can we do some fun stuff? Yeah, just a fun vlog, a video that I made on the trip, so check it out.
Bon voyage. Now, well, when, when I first came back, I was like, where's everybody? Because it was so packed in Japan, and you walk like, you know, people like that, right? You don't have to walk, because people will push you. <laughs> Literally, you just, what's going on is just have so many people. And on the, on the, in the subway, they actually have these people called, like, professional pusher. They push you into the train. So I'm like, I, I can't get in. They just they push you in, and by the time you get in, your face is like on a mirror like that, right? It's like, holy shit. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. It's kind of funny. So in Japan, they have these um, hot springs, right? You know hot springs? Kind of like Harrison hot springs, right? Hot spring, and you, you're in, uh, in a, you know, they have ma male and female, and with like beautiful scene. Like it could be in front of a lake, and you have your own hot tub thing. So in Japan, when you go into hot spring, it's actually very impolite if you wear like swimming suits and trunks and stuff like that. It's all naked, like all naked. So I'm not used to that, right? <laughs> so, you know, I showed up and, and uh, we went, went to this hot spring. It's a bunch of seniors, right? You got to imagine. I'm like, I'm not very comfortable with this, but you, you're, not so, you, you're just not supposed to wear anything. So they have this like a towel that's like about this size, right? About this size. And I'm like, right? I'm trying to, trying to be cool, right? Trying to be cool. So I cover myself. And then I was just like trying to, to look cool and sitting in, in the hot tub. And, like, and then you see these elderly people just walking around in front of me like that, right? Uh, that's not very pleasant. <laughs> that is not what I signed up for, right? It, it's unbelievable. And, and my friends, because like, I went with a couple of my friends, it's the first time we see each other naked. Like, guys, guys, right? It's, guys, have you ever seen, like, when you go to swimming with friends, like, you try to hide and stuff, it's really weird. Because you try to carry a conversation without looking, right? <laughs> you just try to look, look at the face, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. It's what's going on, right? You try to, but you won't look, and you don't want to look, and you're like, oh, yeah. And so two guys, we were talking like this. Hey, man, yeah, it's nice, yeah, it's nice, yeah. It's nice right? And, <laughs> and after a while, the first 10 minutes, you were, I was like, no, this is not very comfortable because I'm in mean, a bunch of old people and, and naked. I'm like, this is not so good. But it's somehow, it's very liberating. There's it's a feel to it. And then I, they, I went up to the, the top floor, which is on a balcony, a top floor, and you can see the city and you're in a hot spring. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to walk around like, you know, naked and doing my stuff, right? My friends in the hot tub will see me walk around like that, right, you know. And then I'm like, ah, shit, I'm going to do some yoga. <laughs> so just imagine, me naked, I'm doing like, you know, sun salutation. And, and my friend's like, dude, that's way too much. <laughs> that is, and from then on, they don't go to hot spring with me, I go by myself. <laughs> that's the end of that story. <laughs> and what's interesting, why I show you that video is when I, so I was away for five weeks, right? Now, when I came back, I sat down with my uh, bookkeeper and wanted to review some numbers, what's happening with my companies and, and the revenue. The five weeks that I was away, total revenue among all my companies actually went up when I was away. Hmm, isn't that interesting? So total revenue actually went up when I was away, when I was not here in the five weeks. Now, although when I was away because I was on vacation, are there some projects that I wanted to complete that wasn't done? Yes? Yes. Uh, because I wasn't driving it. There's things that wasn't, wasn't being done. And when I got home, you know, we work on those and a lot of stuff got done. But total revenue 
what's up. The reason for that is because within my companies, I have what? Systems in place. So it's less people dependent, but more system dependent. And there's a lesson there. The question you have to ask yourself, do you have a job or do you have a business? Can you walk away, write this down. Can you walk away from your business for five weeks and come back and find it more profitable? That's the test. Can you walk away from your business and come back and find it more profitable? Or maintain the same revenue? If the answer is yes, it means you have systems in place. If the answer is no, it means you don't have systems in place. It's a very, very simple test. Very, very simple test. If you enjoyed The Dan Lok Show, you'll love my new book, Unlock It, The Master Key to Wealth, Success, and Significance, published by Forbes Books. The name of the game is not getting rich, but staying rich. Unlock It will teach you not only how to make money, but most importantly, how to keep it and how to multiply it. Get your copy today. Go to www.unlockitbook.com and that is www.unlockitbook.com and that is www.unlockitbook.com and also when you get your copy today, you'll also get some powerful exclusive bonuses. So again, go to www.unlockitbook.com to get full details. That's it for today's episode of The Dan Lok Show. Head over to thedanlokshow.com and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes. You are guaranteed to expand your thinking, your network, and your network. So be sure to subscribe to the show today. Dan also has a gift for you. Go to www.danlockshow.com because there are bonuses when you subscribe.